You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Pamela and Mariah. Yeah, and what's puberty? The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help. Hey. Hi. So this is our little disclaimer for every episode of our podcast that if we give our opinion, it's just that. It's personal preference. It's our opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I say later in this episode that there's something else I don't like about swinging, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's it's not a judgment on anyone who does like swinging. Um, there are things about swinging that I really like too. Um, and then there are things that just aren't part of my, you know, personal preferences and that's okay. And so we, we just want to make sure that this is a, a safe space for everyone who listens to it and anyone who would like to join in and interact with us in any way, um, that, you know, you will never come under any kind of judgment or condemnation from us. I I think that. Thank you. I think the important thing to remember is that uh, just because we're sharing an opinion does not mean that we are passing judgment. No. And if you have an opposing opinion, you can reach out to us at saltysexcast at gmail.com. Always. We're always open. Super fucking open to um, other people's opinions. Thanks, everybody, so much for being patient and listening with us. We love you always. We love you. Stay sexy. Stay salty. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Why, hello there, Mariah. How are you doing, Pamela? I'm doing well. Good. Yeah, life is good. I how love about, it. How about for you? I feel the same. You know, you have your ups and downs, and today's definitely an up. Good. And so things are things are fun. I mean, my mouth still hurts, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I'm just trying not to dwell on it and be a little <laughs> puss-puss about it, so <laughs> all good. Okay. Um, yeah, I had like some really cool things go on this week or, you know, recently. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them first was my husband got to listen to a coaching call for me. Like he was just in the room while I was coaching. So he didn't hear the other side of the conversation, yeah. but he got to hear what I said. And this, he's never, ever been exposed to that. And he like gave me the nicest compliment. He's like, you were just so professional and like upbeat and he's like and just very very helpful um he's like your questions were very formulated and it was just it was a really really very sweet genuine compliment mm-hmm. and he feels so good because like he just doesn't see that mm-hmm. professional side for, from me and i really tried to avoid trying to coach my husband because that's not what our relationship <laughs> is about so i mean there's a few times that like i'll kind of ask him a certain thing that is formulated in a coaching approach but mm-hmm. that's not the you know reason I'm doing it it's right. just because I'm trying to understand right um, yeah you have I that training that really nice yeah. yeah well maybe you should say what you do I'm a health and wellness coach <laughs> um, I have my master's degree in health promotion and I'm a national board certified health and wellness coach I own balance your wellness and so that's what I do th- with my business perfect and if anybody was looking for a health and wellness coach where would they go they would go to www.balanceyourwellnesstoday.com. Thanks, Brady. <laughs> Glad you got me. And that's Brady, our producer. Hey, Hello, guys. Brady. And I'm Pamela, and I own um, Silk and Salt Photography, which is a boudoir photography studio mm-hmm. here in Ogden, Utah. 
I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. How do people find that? <laughs> just out of curiosity because i don't i don't know that i've ever heard you talk about it well it's not what this podcast is about but um they would go to www.silkandsaltphoto.com awesome yes and Thanks, is that a and d silk, silk and salt yeah. okay because yep. your branding Perfect. it looks like you know it's, like it's a, a plus sign yes yeah so i just want to make sure that people knew that difference yeah. oh thank you mariah i got you, you guys <laughs> like you guys um but our podcast, we, you know, we really created because we have our own personal experience and our own personal knowledge. And we wanted to kind of share that with people and give the people that safe space to learn and to process certain things that have always been very hush hush and behind closed doors and, you know, you know, just figure it out on your own type thing. So we wanted to be a resource for other folks. Um, I got recently got some feedback that that really helps someone process some deep-seated shame that they've associated their sexual activity with. And so um, I just thought that was super rad and that they were brave enough to even like give us that feedback and that yeah. was helpful for them to be like, I'm not the only one who feels like this and I'm not the only one that has that type of story. Yeah. And um, so I'm not sure if it was like our coming out episode that they listened to, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they're like a, a new you know, listener that just started. So it was just really rad. That's I, wonderful. I, just, I really love that. Yeah. We're all about saying hell no to the shame. Yeah. And, and about feedback. Like we want to know, is this helpful? Is this like still giving you something that is going to make a difference in your life? Yeah. If not, sorry, not sorry. I don't know. It's going to make a difference in my life. So... So, I'd like to hear from anybody that it's impacted in a positive manner or even in a negative manner. Uh, you know, and they can do that through our email at uh, saltysexcast at gmail.com. Boom. There you have it. All right. So today's topic is awfully fun. I awfully. think. I th- awfully fun. I think it's it's very fun. It is. Like it's, like it's, a swing set on the, on the playground. <laughs> that fun. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Today we're talking about um, multiple sexual partners or, you know, like a lot of people refer to it as swinging. Um, I'm sure there's quite a few other definitions or names that it's been called sure, by. Sure. I don't know. Um, oh, like monogamish is another one that's mm-hmm. kind of popular right that's now. That's my favorite. And it kind of falls under the umbrella of open relationships. Yes. So we can kind of talk about what that means versus we're going to have our episode on polyamory soon. So we're going to we're going to try to work out these definitions in this episode and the next one. Yeah. It's um, not all like, um, you know, key parties, fishbowl parties. What do they call those? Key parties. Key parties. uh, Bowl parties. Right. Bowl parties. I don't know. I've, heard them, key I've heard them called key parties. Yeah. Key so parties. let's let's talk about what that is, because maybe yeah. not everyone would know. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, but that's like I think my first exposure to hearing about what like swinging was. Like as a teenager, I was like, "What is this? People do that? It's not. <laughs> it's not cheating." Like I was very very confused, and mm-hmm. so that was my first exposure. I think we were watching like a sitcom or something, and they made a joke about it, and so I had to ask my parents. Yeah. And what did they say? I think I think that's just what it was. They were like, yeah, and people put their keys all in a bowl and you just like pick it out and you go sleep with that person. I was like, what the hell? And people are okay with it? Like I was just so, (laughs) it was was mind blown that Mm -hmm. that went on and like it's well known that that happens. Yeah. There was an episode uh, on that 70s show about it. I wonder if that's the one that you saw. 
I'm, I'm trying to remember. Like I said, yeah. it was years and years yeah. ago. And so, like, that was my first exposure. I was probably a very, very young teen. Yeah. But so, I... Um, I've heard, and I should have looked this up before we started recording, um, but I have heard that swinging actually started with, um, like, particular members of the Air Force. Have either of you heard that before? I have never heard that. No. No. So it became popularized in America, apparently, because at that time, and I think it was wartime, um, a huge you know, majority of the men who were being sent to war in, in the Air Force and in this particular, you guys have to help me with like Air Force lingo. Oh, that would be Brady. I am military illiterate. Um, I was in so the army, a, but okay, I will attempt. So a, so a group of pilots, because I think these Airmen? guys were all pilots. I think it would be a flight or a squadron oh, in the Air Force. Okay, okay I'm out. Yeah. I'm tapping Probably out. Probably a squadron. Okay, Brady. so we're going to go with squadron. <laughs> Our listeners can correct us if we're wrong. Um, they you know like such a large percentage of them would wouldn't come home you know after they were deployed and um so they kind of had this agreement with the other members of their squadron that hey if i don't come home you're going to take care of my wife right like she's going to be a widow you're going to look after my wife and children and the way that they would bond with each other was by having these kind of like sex parties or, or swinging or wife swapping or you know that sort of thing so I I'm really curious to know if that is actually the origin of swinging in America and I'm sure there are there are other um, instances right of of this sort of thing happening it's not like it started around World War II or anything but just that it became very like popular and I wonder if that's accepted. where the, like maybe the name and came maybe the from name came yeah from? something I don't like know. that hmm. I don't know but I I'm very curious like, that's interesting I don't know if there's any truth to that I'm gonna have to read maybe into it maybe it's urban legend I, don't know. I love hearing urban legends though <laughs> like don't you because you I feel like you can kind of almost trace there's a like little bit where of truth they, in them yeah, yeah. like where they kind of uh-huh. split off and kind of took a, a mind of its own so I do enjoy like kind of hearing that and what are people's exposures to that definition and what does that look like um, you know, so, um, where do you start with, I don't know, the, I guess that another definition or another, uh, nickname is like wife swapping. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. what my mom asked me if we were doing. And I feel like she now it's kind of a derogatory <laughs> pictures of me and, and, you know, Henry and Bert and our other partner in the. Um, on Facebook and yeah she definitely used it in a derogatory way Mm -hmm. because I think that even at this point swingers probably find that word a little derogatory right yeah like oh are you just swingers and it's like I don't know just the word just swingers kind of so I was was just saying no I mean wife swapping is derogatory I mean I have an issue with it anyway because I'm like why isn't it called husband swapping yeah you know well and who who says we have to be married first it's so true that it doesn't have to come from new two married couples no why can't it just be partner swapping what if it's and not even fine. bringing in four people what if it's just a, a third person then that would be a threesome well, i mean to, to me <laughs> just a threesome yeah you know well i'm just saying like how is that you know like where's that definition of well to, to me okay, using the word swinger is like using the word drug right because there are drugs that are designed to uh, 
you know, fix medical conditions. And then there's heroin and alcohol. Recreational drugs. Right. And so using the word swinger is like me saying I'm using drugs. But you know, people, yeah, you have to kind of. You have to figure tell out. Tell me more, please. Yeah. <laughs> So I was just handing an article, and it says that uh, it seems that the original modern American swingers were crew-cut World War II Air Force pilots and their wives. Look at you, what? girl. Like elite warriors things. everywhere, these top guns often developed strong bonds with one another, perhaps because they suffered the highest casualty rate of any branch of the military. According to journalist Terry Gould, key parties, like those later dramatized in the 1997 film The, the Ice Storm, uh, originated on these military bases in the 1940s, where mm. elite pilots and their wives intermingled sexually with one another before the men flew off towards Japan. I love it when I accidentally sound intelligent. Yeah, Good so, job. It's so great. Not just a pretty face. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so really I know. Isn't that so interesting? Like, I would love to do a study. And I wouldn't have called that. Yeah, if we were betting on that, I wouldn't have called. Really? That. Yeah, no, because I mean, I was in the I was in the army for ten years. Yeah, and I mean, there is a sense of like we're all kind of overloaded with testosterone, and mm -hmm. you're like training for these life or death situations, mm -hmm. so you really don't have a whole lot of shame or, or uh, like you don't hold things back. Yeah. But I could never. I mean, unless there was something going on, I never got invited to. I could never imagine <laughs> that there was. Uh, Aww, any kind of key parties hard to say part of the cool kids club <laughs> i don't know i'm just kidding but it's interesting that it didn't start just out of the you know pure desire to fornicate or whatever um it's you know there was that kind of emotional bond and it's they not used just an orgy right it's not just an orgy they use sex to strengthen that that emotional tie and like that's how i so i wouldn't call myself a swinger necessarily but i do love having sex with my friends mm -hmm. and i feel like not all my friends my friends that I'm attracted to. <laughs> Let's just well, yeah. Okay. Be clear. That's the other thing I was gonna uh -huh. bring up. Is, um, if you, that word gets out that you, I, I don't even want to say. You're pretty open about it. So a lot of people that you do interact with know. Yeah. Correct. Mm. For me, it's not so much. It's a little more hush hush. I don't advertise it as much. But everything's kind of been like this accidental attraction. Yeah, and but for me like too. Like never like, ever planned, and it's yeah. like, oh, that's awesome. It and so when it that word gets out, people are like, oh, well, are you gonna go fuck my husband now? And it's like, I'm not. I no, <laughs> like the that's not the only definition of what I'm attracted to. He's married. Oh, I've gotta <laughs> fuck him then. You the know? flip side of that is that I found there are a lot of men out there that assume that I will fuck them mm. because I'm yes. open. Yes, that. Like I they get a free pass? That I have no discrimination. Hmm. No, I'm I'm quite fucking picky. <laughs> quite like picky. it actually makes it easier? What like do you like mean? they they assume that you're an easy woman just because yes. you're a swinger? No, they assume that hmm. I will fuck anyone. Wow. Hmm. Anyone. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's the other thing that like the negative thing that comes from that type of um ignorance on the subject I guess you yeah. know is that like you're you're just a floozy like you're just loose and you just want you're you're so horny you have to fuck everything and yeah. everyone and and I'll just say like I have friends who are that way that just love to have sex mm -hmm. you know and just for the pure enjoyment of having sex yeah and they call themselves sluts and I have the utmost respect for those people for you know doing what feels right for them so I I would never slut shame because I think being a slut is just fine you know, if that's what um, 
fulfills your if life. That's what makes you happy. Yeah. yeah. And if you're not hurting anyone, that's just fine. For me, I, you know, I love, I, I don't need a romantic connection to have sex, mm-hmm. but I do prefer, I have found, because I've also had some sex, um, had sex with some people without any kind of connection, you mm. know? Um, and I really don't prefer that. Like, I prefer to, for there to be a, a friendship there. Yeah. Yeah, like for me, just thinking about like a key party, I'm like, I don't know. I, yeah. I need another connection. Yeah. It's always friendship. Mm-hmm. It's all like we've just, anytime that opportunity has come up, it's been with friends. We've never really sought it out. It's kind of just been something that's naturally unfolded. Yeah. And that was also a huge thing for me. I was like, as soon as it became um, expected, Mm -hmm. or um, like I'm just like I'm out like that like that's not what I'm here for yeah um and so it's great because we have friends that we still we have had that relationship in the past that sexual relationship Mm -hmm. and then it's not there anymore but it has not changed our friendship one iota yeah like 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 we can still be equal you know as just as good of friends before that as as we are after if that makes any sense have you ever lost any friends over it I've had some weird reactions when people find out. Um, I mean, well, I was kind of thinking after oh, the fact. Oh, you know, after the a- fact? After you've had sex. No? No. I mean, I can count on one hand those that sure. oppor- those opportunities, not too. A, like, not, not a huge not sample like, size. Exactly. Yeah. So that's I'm like. And, um, yeah, and then that friendship didn't rely on a sexual part of it right so yeah so what do what in your mind is the definition of swinging is it the sex without the romantic connection what makes it swinging for me I think that's what I go to it's kind of you know it is it's just it's a it's a sexual relationship it's it's um because for me, and this is between me and my husband, that we've had these conversations after kind of like the first like experience. We were like, oh, this is something now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where are we at? And we checked in with each other so often. And we're very, very open with how comfortable are you? What's your line? What's that? And we totally, completely drew the line at any type of romantic feeling if we were ever wanting to talk to that other person before our spouse like if we had like a bad day or a good day or anything or just like fun information or whatever it was like when we started to seek it out from that other person mm-hmm. that's when I was like oh that's more than just sexual but um and then we also like any interactions it was never one-on-one it was always like text messages that type of thing was always group texts yeah or and so that was where I was comfortable so we can talk about this more next week yeah, when, with I'm Polly really but um, a lot of poly people come from the swinger world because they have those rules in place mm-hmm. like you're talking about and then one of them meets someone okay. that they have feelings for and they you know realize that you can't really create rules them you know they feel like they can't create rules around who they're going to fall for Mm. you know you got like so so my question for you is how do you just decide well I'm not gonna fall in love with with anyone else I'm super guarded 
And, that, yeah, and it really comes down to it. Like, you know, it's like if if I'm noticing my thought process wants to talk to that person mm-hmm. more than my spouse, then I have to check myself. And it's never really happened. It's been like, oh, we just have that thing in common. So I'm going to go talk about that movie or music that I really like. It's not, you know, something that I'm, I don't know. Obviously, that has not happened. <laughs> Sure. We so had, uh, me and my wife had uh, one of our, well, she, she came to us later through a text message and, and let us know that she was like, hey, I'm kind of starting to feel more for you guys. And I know that that's not what you were looking for. And so she like basically ghosted us at that point. Wow. Yeah. And like out of respect, like just because uh, she knew that that wasn't what you guys were looking for. I think it was more for out of respect for herself. Oh. I don't think she oh, wanted to. She knew it wasn't going to be yeah, reciprocated. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, what do you think you and your wife could have ever reciprocated, or either of you? Or do you also have those kind of guarded boundaries? I don't know. To be honest with you, I really don't know. Um, if there was anybody who I could have found myself in a more in depth relationship, uh, b- as well as my wife, it would have yeah. been her. Yeah. Would've, it would have been that person. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. were you disappointed when she ghosted you? Yeah, I'm super bummed. She was, she was actually a really cool friend. Yeah. Um, and there were a couple occasions where I think her and Jamie hung out alone. And then um, this summer I had set up a, a space in my yard to get some sun. A tan was my goal this year. And she came, <laughs> she came and hung out with me there. Uh, Jamie got caught up at work or something and couldn't come. And she was like, yeah, you guys can still sun or whatever. And so we did. So, But, I mean, it was never one-on-one it was never any kind of romantic thing it was just like hanging out with a friend yeah yeah so yeah but it was a bummer when she just kind of texts and was just like hey like i don't know that i can handle like i'm falling for you guys and i don't think that you like that and then just sort yeah. of yeah that's yeah. that's harsh yeah um yeah i feel like the word monogamish kind of covers that like that's where I would pin you, Brady, yeah. if I had to, because it's like that's where yeah, I pin I'm, myself too. Yeah, okay, because because you're like I, yeah, we swing, but I don't know. I might be open to something else if the circumstances were just right, or you know. It, I mean, it it'd have to be absolutely perfect. Yeah. Because my wife is my priority for sure. Okay. I lo- I love her to death. Yeah. And um, she is. But maybe what I'm saying is you're open to your wife having another partner you know it could yeah. go that way like too. a romantic so. partner mm-hmm. i'm open to i'm definitely open Not to the discussion physical. yeah mm-hmm. if she wanted to talk about it right. i'd talk about it yeah. yeah that's where i think you become monogamish it's like yeah i don't have these hard and fast swinger rules you know mm. gotcha mm-hmm. yeah um and well and i'd say even um like the rule was always like feeling equally wanted Mm-hmm. And getting that equal attention, not just like, oh, I'm going to sit over here and watch you have fun with other people. Like, that was never a thing either. Or or here, um, I'm giving you permission to, like, go off with this person for a few hours kind of thing. Like, it, that never worked out for us either. Like, I would have a little bit of a hard time. Not that I'm like, I need to see what you're doing and know what you're doing. But it's more like, I want to make sure you're okay. Yeah. That you're in a good spot, too. Yeah. I'd like to take this opportunity to offer up some advice to any men that are prowling any of the dating websites and decide mm-hmm. that they're going to engage with a couple. You're not talking to the wife one-on-one. You're not talking. You need to show that husband respect 
and inclusion because the moment that he feels like you aren't respecting him and you're not including him you guys are done talking i guarantee yeah. it yeah i mean when it comes to hard and fast like you were talking about those mm -hmm. those hard line swinger lines mm -hmm. the moment that you're not showing respect to both people uh, and I mean the same for women, but I've never seen a woman do it. But men, when you talk to a swinger couple, you need to be including both of those people. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the thing that I that really doesn't appeal to me about swinging, um, and I haven't really gotten into, like I haven't gone to swingers clubs. I haven't really gone to. I went to one swinger party out of curiosity, but I didn't do anything there with anyone or. I wasn't on the prowl looking for anybody, so I don't really count that either. Okay. I was more there as an anthropologist. Like a fly yeah. on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I would love that, though. Yeah. You know, like a, just a little sign on your chest. I mean, yes, like I, like <laughs> I was a fly on the wall, but I was also naked in the pool with three men around me, and that was fun, too. If cool. there's anybody out there who regularly organizes swinger parties and would like to have the Salty Sex Cast come produce a show at their location, let us know at saltysexcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Um, no, when for this but, research, sorry, oh, I, yeah. on, I was just going to say I found a funny list that talks about the rules that you should follow at a swingers party. The 10 rules of swinging. Oh, so um, one of them is if one goes, both go. If come, one goes where? So it says come as a couple and leave as one. It is not preferable that one goes while the other oh, goes lags home. behind. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I was like, I kind of feel, yeah, punctuality, which is funny. Courtesy. Punctuality is important because you don't want to walk in late to a swingers party in clothes and everybody else is naked in, in the middle of fucking. Uh, it's poor taste. <laughs> yeah. See, I've never been to one, so I can't tell you. Mm -hmm. Courtesy, just talking about um, the lifestyle of, of swingers isn't a piece of cake. Sometimes it is complex and complicated with lots of insecurities and uncertainties. Mm -hmm. Courtesy is the key to ease up. Behave with people just like you would like them to behave towards you. Be sensible, thoughtful, and understanding. Like I feel like that's just very generic human rule, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love this. RSVP to invitations. Give a gift to the host. Oh, wait. Don't just, like, show up. Like, surprise <laughs> your host. Don't do that. Are you yeah. sure? Like, I'm like, these are kind of fun. And, oh, Wear and I brought right four attire. people with me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> They're all men. <laughs> well, now you've thrown the balance um. off. <laughs> and then health and hygiene is a big one. I think that one's just kind of a big one for Please everybody. shower before entering the pool. Mm -hmm. Brush your teeth. Oral hygiene is kind of the first thing that it talks about, too. Enjoy yourself. Um, learn the right way to say no, uh, friendliness, and that, I think that was all that's on there. There's a lot of advertisements on this article, too, but I just thought it was kind of funny. I was like, is this a swingers party? Because I, I would just think that's like a basic party. That sounds party. like a normal party. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the funny thing is I was doing a little reading, too, and, and I'd found a couple of different websites that advertise like the best recipes for like chip dips and things to take. And it turns out some of these parties have fantastic like Spreads. potluck dinners and, and oh, buffet sorry. lines going and stuff God, yeah. let's, we're missing out on all the good food yeah, feed yeah. me and um, I will be a happy yeah, so, but what I was going <laughs> to say before was that um, I the thing that I don't like about swinging is that it tends to, to be um, heteronormative couples okay yes that do it and there are all of these rules around what people can and cannot do and Part of the reason that I define myself as poly is because I just, 
I believe in, you know, um, uh, just intense independence. I don't want to ever tell anyone who they can and cannot develop a relationship with and mm. to what extent. Um, I don't want anyone to tell me that, although you'll find out next week that I, I have kind of curbed myself for, for my current partners. Um, but the, the whole idea that, like, you know, you have all of these rules in order to spare everybody's feelings to me honestly it's going to sound unkind and i don't i'm not directing it at either of you is that it feels very juvenile mm-hmm. oh okay yeah that's that's interesting that's an interesting because i you know uh i mean i i see a little bit of myself in you you're kind of like a rule breaker anyways you're like why should there be rules <laughs> yeah and i i i totally see where you're coming from yeah i don't yeah. i don't like rules in general i think rules are set in in place to um, to protect really insecure people from, mm-hmm. and I mean this in, in many areas of life, um, you know, it's it's to make them feel more secure, but I think that that security is false. I think that it's a false sense of security. Yeah. And I mean. a definition of a rule is to have, make you feel like you're safe and secure. Yeah. So, and so you're talking about specifically though the, the, the rules that are set up in place to, to mitigate like uh, an emotional response. Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily talking about the rules in place to like we don't do this particular activity. Right. Well it depends. So so there are a few things that I think are, are wonderful to have rules about like showering before you go to a party or sure. like mm-hmm. always wearing a condom. Sure. Mm-hmm. Without exception. Like that is a rule that's in place to actually provide a sense of security and safety for everyone. But sure. ultimately you have to take responsibility yourself. Um, if you have a, a partner that you're unsure about whether they are uh, obeying that rule then you probably want to use a condom with that partner right sure. ultimately that's that's on you um but i just i feel like i would much rather live by by standards i would rather have standards mm-hmm. and then associate with people who have similar standards oh, okay um it's it's kind of like how at my house you know we have three adults in in our house we don't have a chore chart <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> or or any of that because all of us have the same kind of standards and we take responsibility for ourselves so we you know if we see something that needs to be done we do it wow you know it's that um trust that your partners are going to if if they're not taking care of something that there's a good reason right so you want to you want to choose people in your life that you can rely on mhm um, you know, and, and that if you come to them and say, Hey, I really need help with this, that they'll step up and help you. Oh, so yes, it's kind of, it, but it's, it's, I mean, to me, like it's all connected, like in my relationships, I, I prefer poly over swinging because I, I trust them to make choices that aren't going to hurt me. I trust them to check in with me, um, first. Yeah. I would say like, that's how I've approached it with my husband. Like we check in with each other. Mm-hmm. all the time all the time hey you know just a temperature check what's going on in your head anything yeah. anything standing out to you anything that you want to talk about and we've never ever approached it with judgment either oh that's so important so like you know if uh he did say he was uncomfortable about something it's to respect that his feelings and validate those because 
like that and that's just in any relationship yeah whatever you do um but that's kind of a big thing for us um i don't know how i would react if he did say he was falling in love with somebody mm-hmm. you know and i have a f- strong feeling he has just the same guards put up as i do yeah and we approach it in a purely physical way yeah um and we're really open about that before or at least pretty early on um with a physical relationship with anybody that that's what we expect from this like that's how we're approaching it um not that that's what we expect from them but like it's probably not going to work out if you're expecting something else you know yeah it's just like if somebody's uh looking for a partner who um you know makes a million dollars or something it's like well you can't really expect that out of me like I'm not going to provide that for you (laughs) and then you just move on to like the next partner whatever you know I'm just trying to think of like an extreme example but it is you know it's like you have to find those people that are compatible and are looking for the same things just like you said you align yourself with the people who are um have the same approach and um what's the word I'm looking for yeah beliefs and practices anomic aphasia oh dear god it's really bad today too (laughs) no i i agree and i think that's kind of what i'm talking about is that like you don't really need to have rules in place if you and your partner are both certain that you're looking for the same thing yeah you know because neither of you are going to be tempted by that if it's not something that either of you want yeah when i say rules i I I would say almost like agreements like we both kind of like this is what we're, you know, like, this is what we're looking for. Okay, this is what you're looking for. Okay, I agree oh, with good. that. We're on the same page. Okay, yeah. so I was yeah, like, I you know, I wouldn't say I, I, oh, when I say rule, I'm talking about the other people we involve in with our relationship. That's kind of like, oh, no, this is a rule for us. That You know, like, us as a couple, this is our rule. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys look at it differently, that's fine or something like that. But between my partner, my husband and I, we're pretty... You know, like I would be open if he ever was like, hey, can we change it this way or do, you know, do something like mm-hmm. that. I would be open to the conversation. I have no clue how I would react in any other way. And I can't tell you till I'm there. Um, yeah. But I'm very obviously a very open minded person. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. And so <laughs> so I don't know if there would be any mo- anything that would um, shock me into. Oh, fuck. No. Yeah, you know? so my, my issue is with people who are like, um, no, you cannot go have sex with that person in a different room where I am not because I have no control. You might fall in love with them, you know? Things, oh. things will go on that I can't... So that's just one example. Gotcha. No, the swinging mentality of I have to have control. total control, and so I'm going to put all of these rules in place so hmm. that I feel secure that you're not going to fall for anyone because I'm going to make it impossible for you to fall for anyone or for them to fall for you. Okay. You know, yes. with, yeah. See, with I guess, all this I mean, arbitration. I mean, we have a, in my relationship, we have a same room rule too, mm-hmm. but it's, it doesn't feel like the way, the way that you're talking about it. It doesn't feel like that uh, in our relationship. That ball and chain. Yeah, it's like it's like she's like she's not there to stop anything from whip. happening. Yeah. Well, so what it, does it feel like, and and why do you have that rule in place? 
Well, and it's not even really a concrete rule, to be honest with you. Is it just a preference because you like watching each other? Yeah, it's more of a preference because we like to to enjoy that. I think that's different. Um, But I mean, like, we have continued or initiated things while the other person has not been in the room with whoever's joining us. Um, And in fact, the the girl that I, or the woman that I previously uh, mentioned, um, she was absolutely terrified because Jamie was like, I'll be in in a minute. And then we went, me and her went back to the bedroom. And um, I don't know, we were all making out as we like went that way. And then Jamie just sort of like broke off from the group. And then I just like kept making out as we were going. And she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's your wife? And I was oh. like, she said she'll be here in a minute. That's cool that she was very respectful yeah. of like. She was worried I about getting in trouble. Them. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, see, I was like, oh, that's so respectful. But okay. Well, I mean, I mean, it was respectful. She didn't want to get like, she didn't want to break anybody's trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so she like, I say get in trouble, but that's probably not the right way to word it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the, like, that rule would be like, I'm not going out on dates on my own and having sex with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, this that is an activity that we do as a couple. Yeah, yeah. it's it's less than it's. It's an experience yeah. we enjoy together, and that's what we've always approached it like. Yeah. Um, and so, I because then I feel like, um, and then also not checking in with each other. Um, when when can you it, say it can go rogue, when, you know, like when you, you say just don't checking know, like, in, what do you mean? Like, hey, how you know, like not during well actually you know what kind we of. actually do a lot of facial expressions and like i mean we if he can't tell how you're feeling from across the room he's yeah. blind and no and there's been a couple times that i just was <laughs> uncomfortable and there was a couple times that um there was a and it wasn't either of us but the other person was very very drunk and i was like i'm uncomfortable with this situation Mm-hmm. Um, and he was able to read that and we kind of just kind of were like, Hey, let's not do it now because I mean, we'll have an episode on consent, but, yeah. um, you know, that's something that someone cannot give their consent, their full consent in the definition of what consent is if they're under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Yeah. Anyway, but so that was kind of like, I, I was able just to flash a look and he knew what was going on, but we've, you know, we've had that relationships so we check in with each other i guess during but a lot of times it's like after it's like okay what did you enjoy what did you not was there a new move that i need to pick up on because that's always super fun I that know. is that's super one of fun. the best part. like i've i think i don't know my husband's here so maybe he can um he can chime in chime in on this but i think i've gotten a lot better in bed since i started <laughs> sleeping around Baby, you've always been great. Aww. <laughs> she paid him to say that. I did. I'm just I'll give you a nickel later. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I don't I'd... think he wants any money. I think he'll be looking for something else. <laughs> it's truly, and it's really fun. He gets that for free. Mm-hmm. It's really just fun also to see someone else pleasuring your I love spouse. it. Yeah, I get a kick out of that visual. I'm like, oh. Oh, I yeah. absolutely love yeah. that. Yeah, like, I love watching. It's not just only like that I'm getting pleasure out of it. I'm getting pleasure out of their pleasure. Yeah. And then it's just exponential pleasure all <laughs> over. And it's like, woo, this is fun. Um, that's kind of like, that's always how we've like gone out of those situations. Like, that was fun. You enjoy that? Like, I, that's I, cool. I felt like every time that I walked away from it uh, with me and my wife, I always felt like, you know, like everybody always that talks to me about it, they're like, 
God, isn't it going to tear your relationship apart? Or, like, don't you feel like you're in a weaker relationship now or anything like that? And I was like, dude, I walked out of that room and we, like, high-fived each other because we both did such a good job. <laughs> like, it, it's like... I made go- her come. Did you make her come? You made her come, too? It, we, we based, it, it would be the same thing as if we started a construction project together and I could walk out and say, look, I finished framing that wall out. Sure. You know? <laughs> So just to give you a real response, um, I think you've become more comfortable with sex in general. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was your first, and it stayed that way for a while. And I a think, long while. Yeah, a long while. And you have had issues over the years that you've struggled with regarding sex personally. And um, I think when you opened up our marriage, you were able to get out there and experience um, some variation on the the subject mm, <laughs> the act with different people <laughs> um and i think the ver- the variety of it for you um aided in in you becoming more comfortable with sex in general and um yeah i mean breaking that sex dam just I, wide open mm-hmm. I, i'm not really sure what it means to have better sex necessarily but it's it's more a, enjoyable yeah, i suppose it's a lot more comfortable I think yeah. Um, mm. you're, um, yeah, I can just tell that you're a lot more comfortable. Yeah. That's awesome. I love hearing that, that point of view. Does that kind of come with confidence, you think? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, experience. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but the confidence comes with experience. Sure. Something new for me is unfolding with our experiences. Ooh, I like how she out. said unfolding, too, right. by the way. Unfolding. That was very ASMR. What is unfolding, this Mariah? This is very brand new. So, yes, we have swapped with spouses, but we've also kind of had experiences with more women, too, you know, like threesomes yeah. or even just the wife and wife for experiences. I'm like, oh, cool. That's fun. That was fun. You know, like never really thought too much of it for myself. Yeah. I was never like, no, absolutely not. I will never do that. You know, it was like. I'm super open to this and like I'm having fun with this. Um, but very, very recently, um, we brought in a bisexual female into, a, you know, our sex capade, <laughs> our afternoon uh-huh. <laughs> afternoon delight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and her and I were very attentive to each other for quite some time. And was, while was it else. as recent as this afternoon? It was. <laughs> Um, and I was like, this is very new for me and just learning new things on how to pleasure a female and how to have her pleasure me. But you've been with women before. Yes, but not in the intent to have just women on woman, like girl on girl. It was very like, here's still another third party. Like Mm. we're almost like doubling the attention on the man. Okay. Kind of thing. At oh, least that was the approach I that I went so the, with. The focus was on your husband. Yes. So this was kind of a first time that it was like, I really enjoyed that. Oh. Really so what was your husband doing during the... He was quite involved. Um, but I think there was a few moments that it was just kind of her and I. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is very new. And this is very cool. Yeah. There's nothing I don't like about this. Um, I am quite enjoying this and it was just really, really cool. We had quite a few new like positions and picked up a few tips. So maybe you're a little bit more than a two out of 10 on the lesbian scale. 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just shifted a few points. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, I really liked it. Yeah. It was really cool. I really enjoyed being with women. I'm still processing it experience. as, you know, on my own kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I, I told my husband, I was like, I think it's safe to say that I can probably go by the definition of bi. And he was like, you think? I was like, <laughs> okay. So it's, so it's not just me that's been feeling this. He has been thinking that for some time. I'm, glad, I'm he, glad you figured it out. Uh, thanks. I think we all thanks, knew. Brady. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just, uh, with definitions comes expectations. And that's why I've just always avoided them. And that's why I never really say, like, oh, we're swingers. Because then it's yeah. the oh, expectation yeah. of, oh, so you guys fuck anyone. Or, oh, you guys just go to these parties. Or, oh, you guys are really, like, promiscuous and probably carry disease. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> small minds go there. Well, I don't want to say small minds. People who have not taken the time to educate themselves on what that lifestyle could be like. Sure. Um, or involved. Or the variety within the lifestyle. And so that's why we're bringing it in today so people can see, like, sure, we just have these different type of, types of experience. And even from the three of us, we're all different. Yeah, And absolutely. even we would say we have open relationships to some extent, mm-hmm. whether it's sexual or um, romantic yeah. um, or, or, you know, anything kind of around that definition. So it's, it's really, really cool that we're all kind of like, let's jump in with our perspective and what we see in here and choose to live that way. Yeah. I was just kind of curious, Mariah, like um, what led you both as a couple towards that? How did, how did that kind of start for you? I'm sorry, what? He means to this afternoon? No, 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 no. Oh. In general, being, like, mm-hmm. being monogamish. Or swinger, however however you're choosing to identify for the relationship. Okay, so we were, you know, obviously faithful in the um, traditional word <laughs> to each other. Um, and then we were just good friends with another couple. And, like, one night we all kind of had some drinks, you know, just everyone was a little more loose. And um, really we're close with this other couple. And that like they started to get it on over like on the other side of like our sectional and then mm. so we kind of started to get it on and it was funny because we like because i was like let's just watch movies and have some drinks like one night and hang out with like out kids like you know life is stressful mm-hmm. so that's what we approached the night like but i was like but we should wear onesies like pajama onesies because i'm like <laughs> they're comfy and i don't i want to be in sweats so i want to be comfy but it's kind of silly yeah too so we call it onesie night so mm-hmm. we still talk about our onesie night so like yeah we're you know, enjoying our time with our own spouses. And then I honestly can't really remember. Because you were so drunk or because you blocked it? No, I didn't block it. I think it was just kind of a whir of like, oh, something different's happening right now. Oh, this is really new. But you can't remember how the different thing came about? I think it was more, I was really worried that it was like the three of us against one. Like I was really, really worried about what my husband was thinking. And I really wanted to be like checking in with him. And I kept trying to like look over, but he seemed like he was having a great time. So I was like, okay, that kind of gave me permission to enjoy the moment as well. Yeah. And just take it for face value and stop overthinking it. And I was like, cool. And it really was fun. And we checked in with each other afterwards and we're like, so that happened. So, so there was never any, there was never any like prior discussions. You guys didn't like, never, it was very, very like spontaneous. And I was like, we're both very, very sexual people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think when people hear that my husband and I have sex daily, like very, very religiously, it's kind of a shock to normal. I, I always say normal. 
No, um, I get that too. The normals, they think that it's outrageous how yeah. much. Because I'm in the same boat. Well, I mean, I have two partners too, mm-hmm. so. You can kind of spread it out uh, a little. No, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, even when I was just with Bert, we had sex several times every day. Yeah. You know, but we also both work from home. So if, I was going to say, if time, if it's time a luxury most people don't have. That, we would totally take mm-hmm. advantage of that because weekends were like three times a day. Yeah, but but I understand like most people are having sex once a week. If, if that. that. So, and I can't imagine, like I that would be very hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would prefer to have sex with, with both of my partners every day. But anyway, yes, go on with your story. No, that, and, that, and that was kind of like, ooh, like I was super worried about how that was going to land. And I was like, we've never talked about this. This is so brand new. This is like, so we did that. We're like, are we swingers now? You know, like you kind of have that weird question <laughs> in your head. You're like, is this a one-time thing? Mm-hmm. Do we want more of this? And we did um, with that same couple for a few months, you know, like very, very sporadic you know, once every couple of months or whatever, just yeah. because of our schedules. And obviously we both had young kids. And so like, that was always kind of hard. Um, How did it end? Or did it end? And, you know, like just friendships come and go sometimes. And I think like, um, life changes. I remember, I think I went to grad school too. That was like a really huge stressor in our lives. Yeah. And so, you know, like time kind of became, you know, so it was just kind of like, Hey, we can't really hang out. We're still friends with them. We still chat with them. Oh, okay. We just haven't hung out in months. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just things like that. And that's why it's just kind of interesting. It's like, oh, okay. And it wasn't anything like, hey, so when are we getting back together? You know, I would never. Yeah. And that is, if I ever got that question, I'd be like, I'm out. Because now it's become expected. Oh, yeah. So how long ago did you start all this? Three, four years. Oh, okay. It's a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then it was like, okay, that was like a, you know, an experience. And then um, we had a threesome with a friend. And then... Um, a male friend? Female friend? Female friend. Have you ever had a male friend? No. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I, I think that is, it is probably my husband's personal preference, though. He's not very... Um, to not have another man? Yeah. I think it's, and well, and okay, actually it's my personal preference as well. That's a lot of, a lot of stuff to kind of deal with. A lot of cock? It sounds like a lot of work. It does sound like a lot of work. (laughs) I'm like. So Jamie told me it's a lot of work. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of work. It is is not a lot of work. I don't know. It is amazing. Well, and I think think my husband struggles too if there's like another man really close in proximity of him mm. in a sexual act too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he's like, I don't think he's worried that things are going to happen with him and the other guy. Cause yeah. he's most definitely like, that is not his <laughs> preference at all. But I think he's just like, it's kind of uncomfortable. You're like questioning each other, you know, and I have no clue. Mm, I have actually never asked, but no, I've never really thought of two men. Um, it just seems just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Does that just put me in more on that bi spectrum? I'm just kidding. No, no. I think it's just. I think it's just the. I think it's, um, pretty normal in the swinging community that like more women. women yeah, men. women are almost expected to be bisexual in the swinging community, but it's not acceptable for men to be socially. Well, hmm. it's it's kind of a funny thing that men are kind of like it. We're excited to find a bi- a bisexual woman, 
and I'm speaking for men in general, not all men, but there are some men who would would consider a bisexual man threatening. Well, you're just basically a gay guy to them. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, or they're because uh, uh, because there, there are parts of my personality that I consider to be bisexual, um, but. I'm building a car by hand in my driveway. I ride a motorcycle and I work in construction and wear muddy boots most of the time. And, <laughs> and I you own, were in the army for 10 years. I own, oh yeah, I was in the military for 10 years. You got quite the beard. I have an awesome beard. Well, right, Jamie hates it, but. Um, <laughs> and I own a collection of firearms. I do a lot of manly things, but all of that would be canceled out if I was like, yeah, you know, I like the look of a good dick. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how you put it. I like the look. You know, yeah. It would, it, I mean, if you just think about our small circles of friends, if oh. they really understood my sexual orientation, there would be several men that would be very uncomfortable to even like chat with you. One, they wouldn't want to hang out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I consider myself biromantic. Okay, biromantic. So, explain that. Yeah. So, so Pamela has two partners, right? Yes. So essentially, two um, male partners. Two male partners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry and I consider each o- other partners. Um, okay. But we don't have sex with each other. Okay. We're, we're both very what you consider that's hetero- really cool heterosexual. Yeah. But we do we peck on the lips, we hug. Mm-hmm. Um, we've both been with Pamela at the same time. Yeah. So you know it's very clear that there's the line is um, we're not bisexual. Yeah. But but I think that he would probably also consider himself biromantic. You have a very deep connection with each other. That's yes. not sexual. I think that's really awesome. So I spoke with somebody at one point. It was actually one of the crazy people that showed up at my birthday party that, mm-hmm. that night that you were there. Uh, and she was she was into some kind of, um, I don't know, e- equal rights group or something that was involved in the, in the gay pride community. And uh, we had a long discussion about orientation and labels and that kind of, kind of thing. And, and I hate orientation labels or whatever, but uh, the label she came up with, with for me was a heteroromantic bisexual top. Hmm. Even though I would never engage in any kind of anal sex. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like that's why I'm like with definition, sometimes I struggle and we'll have a guest um, that's coming on in a couple weeks that I'm really excited to have. Um, This person is really good with some of those definitions that are a little harder to understand that people are really confused with. Um, especially when we're talking about like gender, gender, gender identity. Da, 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 da. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. So it's going to be, it's exciting, but yeah, I, I almost avoid labels like the plague. I yeah. think, I think they're annoying. I just get tired of it. Um, it's frustrating yeah. because like I said, I mean, I do day to day feel like i do a lot of manly things but if i were to come out with a with that particular label you would lose all credibility street cred yeah all my all my manliness street cred would go out the window and and i'd probably lose some friends over it and probably upset some family oh yeah Yeah. there's there was quite a bit of hesitation on my part and also i would say on my husband's about kind of bringing this topic to light and talking about it because we do understand those implications that can be losing friends and I I would love to kind of continue talking about some of the negative things that happen with this type of lifestyle not only like the expectations put a lot of stress on relationships and you know those rules that Mm -hmm. we were talking about 
there's there's um checking in with your partner what are your priorities what are your priorities on this why are you even interested in this type of lifestyle because that can answer a lot of things and that can really help you have a little bit of a map because it's very confusing it's very uh i don't want to say confusing um uncharted territory because of the lack of those uh definitions sometimes yeah and so yeah you get hurt feelings quite Mm -hmm. often jealousy is a big one you know having to check in and um i feel like if you have your jealousy in check though this type of lifestyle is a huge like ego boost yeah like it's like it works the opposite way of jealousy would you know Mm, like it's really like you enjoyed this i enjoyed this you were sexy with that person i was sexy with this person you know it's just like really just um but again you have to be very very open-minded and be very willing to have hard conversations and you know without judgment I can't speak for Jamie specifically, but I don't think that either one of us have ever walked out of the room being jealous of anything. Yeah, that's good. That means you you have a healthy relationship. Yeah. So, so my, oh, I forgot to bring this up. My other issue with, with swinging is that I've noticed that there are a lot of very attractive women married to less attractive men. (laughs) Oh my God. Right. And the expectation that we're going to do this as a couple um, means that those men often leverage their hot wives to sleep with other hot women. Oh. I think you're 100% right. You know, the funny thing is, is if I've ever come across, well, I'm not going to say every time, but most of the times when I'm, I end up in conversations with couples, usually very unbalanced. One person is very attractive, the other one isn't for yeah. some reason. Oh, that's super interesting. We have not fallen to that. You haven't found I, that? Or at least I, I wouldn't agree that we would be in that category or have felt like that. I have to be very physically attracted to both parties. Mm. So I wouldn't be like, I'm not getting the like scraps. I'm just kidding. I just, think, <laughs> I just think that's so hard. I feel like someone is always taking one for the team. Because when are you going to find, like, it, it's, it's just so difficult to find four people who are all attracted to each other. Well, We've been able to find it, yeah, Mm -hmm. but that's but I would say that that's part of what makes me really picky, yeah, too, yeah. Oh, oh, and it, yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Was it? It's it's always. It seems like as I start talking to these couples, it's always the men on the phone who are talking to you. You know, when you're on an app, on an app or whatever, like the women are never involved. Like they're really and and so then I'll kind of I'll kind of prod because um I have the opposite story um but I'll kind of prod and be like so how'd you guys get into this what are you looking for whatever and it's usually the guys like well you know like I kind of got talked my wife into like changing things up talked my wife into yeah whereas whereas I came from the other side where my my wife in a previous relationship had swung uh and now you know like when we met she just kind of wanted to continue this is lots of fun and you know sometimes I get in the mood for girls and let's go adventure and so we do yeah and uh yeah i i find that there's it seems like there's a lot of women that are uh maybe they they come to their husbands and they're like god i'm kind of struggling with some issues and i might be attracted to women or whatever and then the men are like hey you can do it but i gotta be there oh yeah yeah there you know the other unhealthy i would say this is the wrong type of approach and don't have an open relationship if you're looking for someone that you wish you were married to oh, that God, you yeah. wanted to fuck 
but didn't get a chance to Mm -hmm. before you got tied down because I do feel like sometimes that could be the reason some people start that yeah and it's going to be very very difficult on your marriage it's going to put a lot of um pressure and un unfair expectations on another partner absolutely and so I feel like um you hear that a lot from the ex-mormon community in Utah you know that I didn't get the the chance to do that so i want to do it now is that yeah. what you're saying okay. a lot of people are like oh, i was keeping my whatever under wraps while i was at church and now you know i went through the whole thing and i got temple married and now we're out of the church and now we're gonna go fuck a bunch of strangers there are a crazy number of mormons who swing yeah it's, it's a oh, huge amount swingular.com ex-mormons i mean obviously that that number is huge too because of the all the sexual repression oh, when yeah. they finally <laughs> leave the church right they're they want to explore fly. everything, and it's the best, safest way for them to do it because they're already in a committed relationship. Yeah. But but even people who are still in the Mormon church will go swinging on Saturday night and go to church Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a – I think it's swingular.com is a popular website for swingers to go meet each other online. Mm-hmm. I think it was founded here in Utah and is run mostly really? – Yeah, I believe so. I'm going to have to look it up, but I think Swingular's the one. Or my, there, There's a couple – uh, but I'm pretty sure Swingular.com uh, was founded here in Utah and is was run by ex-Mormons. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. Anything that represses your sexuality is bad for you, including religion, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I hear, agree hear. with your opinion. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's, there's, if you are both not equally okay with it. Yeah, and have a somewhat equal sexual appetite, yes. too. Yeah, this is definitely not for you. But there's a lot of people who have very successful, healthy relationships and are able to do this, you know, consistently or even if it's only a portion of their marriage. You know, it was a blip on the radar and it was something that's like, cool, we did that, you know, and it just never came up for us. And we don't also seek it out. Um, I feel like that was a big thing. Like we never really sought it out. It just kind of happened naturally. And so um, that was kind of like an an interesting and different part of our story, too. Things could be changing a little bit now, um, but I was always kind of glad that Jamie had done it before, and sort of like guided me into it. Lead me, guide me, walk beside me. Totally, yeah, love it. But <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, that just came that's, out. <laughs> that's almost an inside joke. That's not fair, Mariah. Yeah, yeah, only people in Utah are going to get that. Good. Good. If you don't know what it is, you've lived a better life than we have. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but I hope you learned something on this. I know it was a lot of, um, it was hard information for me to put out there. I'll tell you that right now. Um, It can be kind of scary, can't it? It's scary. Well, and a big thing is, is I didn't really know how I felt about certain things until kind of just now. Saying it out loud. What did you fear? Ostracism? Um, I don't know if I was going to take it a different way direction that I already like thought I was confident with you know but I'm like no my belief system is still pretty much the same but there's certain things that and feeling I don't want to say feelings um experiences that I haven't quite processed yet today and there we go so we're excited to hear about it in the future yeah Yeah. so to anybody listening who's who's curious and excited about this topic uh we want to let you know that there is going to be another follow-up episode because we don't think there's enough probably not enough episodes to even cover this one topic because no. I feel like there's podcasts just based on this. So if there's if there's something that you're curious about or something you want to hear about in the next swinging ep- episode or any of our other episodes, let us know at saltysexcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Hey. And catch hey. us next week. We're going to talk about 
polyamory. Woohoo. And um, please follow, subscribe, share with your friends. Yeah, you can um, reach us. We have, we have Twitter. Yeah, and if you don't, yeah, if you don't want to talk to us through Gmail, find yeah. us on uh, on Twitter at Salty Sex Cast. And anybody who contacts us with any kind of information, we're just going to kind of leave you all anonymous unless you let us know you want us to use your name. Yeah, sign your name that you want to know. Yep. Go by. Cool. Well, sign enough. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Yeah. And what's puberty? Puberty. Well. Puberty's a lot of things. Here's the piece. When you hear about it first, it sounds very strange. Oh, if it really bothers you, you should see a doctor. Then at puberty, certain glands begin to work, and our bodies begin to change. It enlarges the penis itself. And there's a center opening between those two, which is called the vagina. The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help.